Good morning, college football fans, and welcome to another edition of College Football Pick'em with Wes and John. Uh, today we have a very special guest. Uh, he was on the show a few weeks, uh, actually last week, uh, with the Cincinnati game, uh, Mr. Terry Davis. Uh, Terry, thank you very much for being on the show again with us this week, sir. Thank you for inviting me, my brother. Uh, Terry, uh, let's just go ahead and dive right into it, man. Let's go ahead and get to this to this Memphis football game from yesterday against South Florida. Um, John was there. John gave us a little halftime report. Uh, at halftime, it was not pretty at all. Um, if you if you look at this uh, at this Memphis team yesterday, Terry, uh, let me just get your uh, brief breakdown of the game, if you don't mind. Uh, I think they were never admitted, but I think this team overlooked South Florida, and they and they thought there was the same South Florida team from last year. But this South Florida team actually plays real hard. And I think Coach Silverfield made some critical mistakes, like going for it on fourth and fourth down a couple of times, which kept those guys in there. And one thing you don't want to do to, to an underdog is get them confidence. And what happened was they got confidence all the way into the fourth quarter when the defense actually popped in and did what they needed to do. Yeah, you know, John and I alluded to it yesterday on the halftime show. I mean, the very, the very opening drive of the game, and you're on what, your own 35? And I understand it's fourth and one. I get that. And I understand as a football coach, you've got that mindset of, I'm going mean, to, we can get a yard, guys. Well, right. we didn't. And that's not good. And that's a whole other situation for the game. But why, you, you, Terry, you have to punt the football right there. You have to right. play them back. Uh, John, uh, we've had a night to sleep on it, man. Uh, how do you feel today about that Tiger win yesterday? Uh, a win to win. That's all I got to say in the record. But uh, <laughs> Las Vegas was actually right on the money with the over and under, I guess, right at 67. I mean, the total outcome of the game was 67. How ironic, right? Yeah, I uh, I, I wouldn't have expected it. Um, you know, just when you get into just stats of the game, uh, of course, if you look at the Tigers, uh, we were um, we were one and four on fourth down, uh, which where, you know, going into this game, uh, we've been pretty uh, pretty prolific on fourth down. Uh, Ten of nineteen on third down. Uh, that's 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 a much improved stat for the Tigers. Uh, if you look at South Florida, John will get into South Florida here in a second. But if you look at South Florida, they were two and twelve. Uh, there's two things John talk John and I talk about all the time. Uh, if you look at a football game, time of possession and uh, third down uh, efficiency is is really going to tell you a lot. Uh, Tigers outgained them. Now we we outgained them five thirty five to three thirty. Um, the passing game was, I thought, looked pretty well. Um, but I just never felt like Brady – he just didn't look comfortable to me yesterday. And I don't uh, – I feel like part of that's the line. Um, their defensive line was definitely beating us up front, um, in my opinion. Uh, yards per – you know, we were 30 for 50, one, one pick thrown. But my question is, Terry um, – where was the running game at yesterday? Now, I mean, I, I do give Kevin Johns credit. Second half, he was much more committed to the run. But where was that at first half? Because it was ugly. For some reason, the last couple of games, uh, the defense have started to key on uh, Mr. Dreek. 
And I don't think uh, he's been able to do the things they do because basically he's a he's a up and down straight up runner. He's not a edge rusher like uh, Watkins is. So what they've been doing is they've been clogging up the middles and clogging those holes out because he don't have that speed to turn that corner, you know, initially. But when he get out there, he's okay because he's a tackle to tackle type runner. So they've just been plugging it up, and that's why he hasn't been getting the yards he's been getting, and that's been really affecting the pass game. So what they did in the second half, they just said, okay, we're going to scrap, you know, the, on, the, on the two, the five minute drives that they scored, they just said, we're going to scrap it. We just going to throw, throw, throw. And Brady's going to be the running game when he needs to. So until Memphis figure out how to open those holes in the middle, Drake going to have to be able to, you know, he ain't going to be able to do what he needs to do until he, because he'll, he'll tackle the tackle guy. Right. Well, this, well, my question is also regarding the offense is, um, does it look like that we move some players around on the offensive line? Look like in the second half or a little bit in the first half? They were moving around because of they just want to keep them those guys fresh. You know, and, and a lot of those guys are banged up as well, too. So, they, you know, because like, you know, 77, OBZ in the center, they, those guys pretty much played their whole position the whole game. But I think they just ro rotating those guys around just to keep them fresh. Uh, Terry, and, and this is just my opinion, and don't get me wrong, I like Drake Clark. Uh, I think he's a very – talented running back uh, out of Starkville. But to me, yesterday, Kylan Watkins was running the ball with more aggression, uh, with more want to, if you want to put it that way. Mm -hmm. um, when, and this is just my opinion, I think Kylan Watkins needs, needs to be the number one guy and then have Dreek as that number two um, backup. Not, not necessarily backup, but kind of, you know, split the carries with them. But but put Kylan in there first because every time that kid's getting the ball, he's running the ball with some aggression, in my opinion, based on what I'm seeing. Is that kind of what you're seeing as well? Yeah, one thing with Kylan is he has a left brace on his knee, and I think Silverfield trying to limit his touches and contacts so he can get through the season. So I think he's just trying to manage his plays because if you notice, Watkins hardly ever plays a lot in the first, but if you see him in the second right. and a half, he's on a workhorse. So I think he's trying to limit him because of because Silverfield don't tell us when somebody's hurt, you know. Right. You just gotta see him on a stretcher or something like that. So <laughs> you know, cause you know, dude can have his his leg in the cast. Oh, he's okay. <laughs> cause that's the way Silverfield is. He's not gonna give you true injury report until you see it. Right, right. Yeah, uh, Brandon Brandon Bumgarner said an uncomfortable Brady threw for four hundred plus yards and four touchdowns. I'll take that all day long. You know what? That's another thing. I I ran to a lot of people say, "Oh, Brady had a bad game." No, no, no. Four twenty six. Yeah, you have a bad game. Yeah, no, no. And I mean, Brandon, just to let you know, I'm not saying he. Not you, had but a, bad a lot game. of people said that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, trust me, man. Look, Terry. Look, all right, let me just go on and just go there real quick, man. There was people on Facebook yesterday calling for Ryan Silverfield's head. He needs to be fired. Who's the next coach? Where is Hugh Freeze, uh, some, uh, a, a guy that I'm not going to mention, but put on Twitter, you know, uh, Hugh, you know, I wouldn't mind seeing, seeing Hugh Freeze right now. I, I, I get it. Hugh Freeze is doing a hell of a job at Liberty. But let's pump the brakes and give this man a chance. Uh, you know, I, it's his first season, and it's also a COVID season. <laughs> no, no. We don't know what he can truly do and not do, in my opinion, mm -hmm. as a head football coach because of all the outside interference, albeit none of his control. 
let's just give this guy a chance. And, hey, okay, I get it. Our defense looked like crap yesterday. I get it. But, once again, let's give this whole coaching staff, not just Silverfield, let's do it for Johns and McIntyre as well. Let's give these guys a little bit of a break as Tiger fans. I understand it's overreaction, whatever, but come on now. I mean, John, really? So they've been curious far, and did we get fired too? Because yeah, Florida getting... whooped that butt. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Florida <laughs> spanked them yesterday. Appreciate it, guys. <laughs> I'm going to let you forget, John. We were actually going to talk about it. Uh, but, John, uh, I mean, you know, John, do you think the, that – Memphis fans are passionate. We know yeah. this. Uh, you know what I'm saying? That's. I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but, John, we need to pump the brakes a little bit, man. Do you Do you agree? Yeah, absolutely. You know, we talked about this in the previous shows. It's a crazy season. Players option in, players option out. All around the country right now, you know. And um, I'm just – like, for example, you know, everybody keeps on forgetting Tim Hart is one of the leaders on defense. And he's a local kid. He optioned out for a reason. Yep. And, you know, he's one of the leaders on defense. And, um, you know, I want to ask you, um, I think what we're criticizing of Brady is the last three games in the first half where he has struggled the most. Or the whole team. You know what? I think that might be a combination of play calling. Because if you notice, the, the play calling in the first half is totally different than what's in the second half. The, the, uh, the coaching staff would never admit it, but I think that has to do with – I think Brady gets into, into a better rhythm after halftime than he does in the first half for some reason. I don't know why it is, but that, and I think it's just because of the script they start, start off with. Because if you look at how they started the first drive, uh, the first three uh, plays was pass, pass, pass. They didn't run the ball to set anything up. So I think it's a combination of the play calls which set them up to do bad things. And then – like Brady actually overthrew Kevin Austin for a touchdown, and he actually overthrew Washington for a touchdown. Yeah. So for some yeah. reason, Brady timing it's like a, he gets better as the game progresses because in the second half he didn't miss anybody on on the deep route. In the first half he missed at least three people on the on the deep route. So I think it's a combination of play calling and Brady getting warmed up in the second half. We kind of surprised that we're not doing like a hurry up offense like the last couple of years. Yeah, yeah, because I don't think we have the personnel and the depth to do that like we did in the past. Because in the past we had one deep and two deeps who could all start. Right now we don't. We got one deep and probably a couple others that could start. They make they don't. The roster is not built for that. Well, that 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 type of offense all all game long like Central Florida is. If the roster was deeper, I think they could run the the, the that all all game long. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, John, if you if you, if you look at the rosters from years past, I mean, you had Tony Pollard. You could throw in, throw out, move him around. Uh, Calvin Austin was there last year. Coxie was there. Gamewell was there, uh, as well as Watkins. I mean, you know, we had Swiss Army Knights everywhere on the roster last year. Um, I, you know, that was that, that, yeah. That question that was asked just a second ago was from a listener. That's what I was asking. Oh, okay, got you, got you, got you. Um, let me ask you this. Um, when you look at the play calling, speaking of play calling, uh, man, I mean, I I hate to be that fan, but I'm questioning it. I mean, 
You go for it on like we talked about. You go for it on fourth down. You go back to uh, the SMU game. Well, how, well, how about the I field mean, goal on fourth and two? We should go exactly. the field goal on at the three yard line. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if, if you go back to the SMU game, you've got two. Uh, was it third and one, fourth and one, and you throw the ball? I, I mean, what? What? Uh, where, where does that? I mean, uh, you know, I like Kevin Johns as a, as an OC. I think he's talented. I think he's smart. Uh, I think he knows this offense. But, um, you know, are we seeing where Norvell is gone? And it's it, it's a different regime. I mean, I think that's part of it. But uh, does the does the play calling get? I feel like the play calling is so much better in the second half. I don't I don't understand where the disconnect is from first half to second half. I understand you may script your first. 10 to 20 plays. I get that just to see how the defense reacts. But after those 10, 20 plays, let's get into it. Let's start figuring out. Let's start strategizing. Let's start, let's start scheming. I mean, what I, I just don't get it, Terry. Uh, do you uh, I mean, do you see this as a ongoing issue, or do you see this as a issue where we may be looking at a replacement at the end of the season? Or no? I think. Through attrition, we will have a replacement at the end of the season because, you know, Memphis offense has been very productive, and Kevin Jones, to some part, might be a very attractive person. So you may have a different OC there next year, you know, but with the same offense, depending, especially if Brady decides to not to come back next year, you know. So hopefully, you know, this season, everybody can go back after the season. Look, we did this right, we did this wrong, and we can correct it because this coaching staff is in this first four year as a unit. Also, even though they've been together for the most part, they're still trying to understand because Norvell and Silverfield are totally different. Because if you notice, Norvell last year was more, much more of a cowboy than he was his first three years because he was really wild and reckless last year and doing a lot of calling. <laughs> You know, and, and conservative at the right moment because the year before that, Norvell bad coaching and decisions cost him a couple of games two years before, before the, you know, before the Cotton Bowl. So I think, like any coaching staff, they just got to get, they just got to get their stuff together. And and once they go after the season, they can just do a reevaluation. Said we did this right, we did this wrong, and we're gonna correct it from there. How do you fix this this uh, this uh, defense there? Uh, bring Kevin uh, Tim Hart back, John Tate, uh, bring some old studs up front, and bring T.J. Carter back. If you had those three guys in the lineup right now, this defense would not be as bad. You know, right. as, as much as Milan they got yesterday, they only gave up 330 yards yesterday. Right. You know, Brady gave up a pick six. You know, Memphis gave them nine points on field goals by going for it on fourth down. You take that out of the thing, and Memphis win by 20, and everybody praising the defense. But that, that pick six really, really, really hurt them in the first half and just took just gave South Florida all the life in the world and kind of deflated the Tigers a little bit. You know, talking about South Florida on offense, yeah, you already nailed it. They already had 330 total yards. But Noah Johnson, to me, thought, you know, was the key going into that game. He was 20-29, 217 for two touchdowns. Zero interceptions. Mm -hmm. uh, Brian Beatty, the running back, 10 carries for 76. And to me, the key fact was also we had three sacks on Noah Johnson. for, uh, And he had – Noah Johnson himself had 11 rushes for minus six yards. So, 
you know, looking at – he is a kind of like a dual-threat quarterback that can hurt you in both ways by running and passing the ball. And I thought we held him pretty good by running the football. Yeah, and two, the, the two touchdowns they got were on really two big plays, two blown, blown assignments. And, you know, it's just one, it, it just shows you how thin it is. If you, if you stop those two big plays from happening, you know, you can pretty much shut South Florida down and hold them under 20 points. Yeah, and I mean, you know, John and I talked about it. Uh, you know, is South Florida a good football team? Uh, no, they're they're in, in in the grand scheme of things, they're not. But uh, did Memphis get every ounce of fight they had yesterday? Oh yeah, we did. Uh, and, and and we did. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I feel like we did everything in our power to give them the game. Yes. Um, you know, I'm I'm hoping that as a coaching staff and as a uh, football program that we learn from this more than kind of, you know, listen to the critics and, oh, Memphis ain't that good and blah, 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 blah. Uh, looking at, um, looking at this, this Memphis schedule coming up. Uh, yeah, we're going to ask – I was going to ask you about that. Is it still to be determined who we will play next week? Yeah. It's What's the latest on that? Have you all heard anything this morning? That the, I think uh, the American will release something hopefully around noon, one o'clock ish. You know they got to know this week, even though the guys are off tomorrow and they really don't start preparing until Tuesday. So they have to let them know sometime this weekend what they're gonna do. And it's up to Navy to report back if they're gonna do it or not because they got certain protocols they got to have and get ready in order to play the game. Because even though Navy has 150 guys up there, you still have to have a a, a team that can go out there and compete. Right. And that's what that's what uh, that's what Dave Aranda, for example, ran into uh, down at Baylor is when when they first when that COVID thing first hit, you have to have I, I don't know if you know this or not, John, but you have to have a certain number at each at each position. But Dave Aranda was going to have to unsuspend two football players that he had sus- suspended from the program because of off the field issues. And that's why he said, no, we're not playing because I'm not going to unsuspend a player to play a game. And I completely, hey, I give Dave Rand credit for that. Um, that is showing a precedent that, you know, you want your your university and you're going to run it your way. Uh, but, yeah, John, that's, that's where a lot of these issues have come in on COVID. It's not necessarily, oh, my gosh, this team's got 50 kids out. It's that they've only got uh, – one center or they've got uh, a fifth string tight end can play running back, but he's doing running back. We got stuff, stuff like that. It's what causes these games to uh, get canceled. I've heard rumor, Terry, something about we might move Houston up. Is that correct or no? Yeah, because the schedule works out perfectly because normally the American plays the championship game on the fifth. Mm-hmm. So really uh, from the, the, the fifth and the 12th, they're like open weeks because our championship game this year is on the 19th. So it's possible they could actually flip the Houston game to this week and then – because they play South uh, – Houston plays South Florida this week, and they can just flip that to to the end of the end of the year, also to that game to the end of the year, to like the, so, the 12th. So would Houston flip their – they would flip their game, and then so we would just flip Houston and Navy, so we would play Navy on the 5th instead of this week? Instead of Houston, right, and go right. from there. Right. So – you know, but it just it's all depend on what the American want to do because I know the American don't want to just cancel the Tulsa and um, Navy game because 
one Tulsa is in the league right now with, with zero losses mm -hmm. up there with Cincinnati, and you don't want to give a team an extra shot of not having a, a chance to be defeated. Right, right, right. Yeah, totally understand that. Uh, let me ask you well, this. Uh, man, okay. I, would, I, would, I, was say, I wouldn't want to play Navy at the end of the year, though. Ugh. Go ahead. What I was going to say is, you know, if we want to play football, it's time to play football right now instead of taking a break. I don't know that we'd have any control over the break part of it, though, John. I mean, if, you know, if you got if you got a COVID outbreak, you're done. It, it's just that's just it, it is what it is. It's just how it is. I I get it, John. Trust me, it's frustrating for me too, and I'm sure it is for Terry as well. But it just you can't you can't just go play football. I mean, as bad as I wish you could, you mm -hmm. can't. That's lawsuit city, there, buddy. It's it, that would get ugly quick. No, what I'm trying to say is, I think it's time to play. I'd rather go ahead and play games and get it over with than rather compared to take a break. Oh, 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 my bad, John. I totally misunderstood what you were saying there. Yeah. Yeah, I agree on that part, too. Um, but I would uh, – I mean, hey, it, it don't matter. I just want to know who we're going to play and when we're going to play, and then let's go play them. Because mm -hmm. um, at the end of the day, if you're a Memphis Tiger fan, you've, you've got to run the table uh, to, you know, to get to where you still want to get to and that being the conference championship game uh, with a rematch with a very good Cincinnati team um, who yesterday just dismantled Houston um, terribly. Uh, John, can we talk about, uh, can we, can we talk about the Arkansas Tennessee game real quick, buddy? <laughs> Absolutely. I don't find that game at all. I just want to talk about <laughs> them hogs right there. Um, Man, that was fun to watch last night, John. I'm sure you didn't watch it, uh, you know, because you're probably doing anything else. But not, not true. Oh, you did watch it. I watched the second half, the best part. Oh, yeah. Well, then you watched the best part. Um, literally, this Arkansas-Tennessee game was a tale of two halves. Um, uh, li literally. Uh, when you look at this game, John, Eric Gray came out hot, ran the ball really well. Uh, man, I, I'll be I'll, I'll be honest with you, this is the first time I've really ever this year or since he's been there sat down and really just watched that young man play. Uh, Eric Gray is a very talented football player, uh, a lot of fun to watch on the field. Um, Arkansas only allowed 185 yards rushing yesterday. Uh, now, you know, gave up 107 yards passing. Uh Garen Tonimo is whatever his name is. Uh, the guy is horrible, man. I'm sorry. Uh, I, I, I know there's Tennessee fans that, 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 that watch this show, and I apologize that I'm so daggum hard on your quarterback. And I, and, and I also understand he had a head, uh, got a head injury yesterday. I get that. It don't matter, man. Just, just, yeah. just put the boy out to pasture. Let him go. Bring in this Harrison Barnes, whatever the kid's name is, uh, Harrison Bailey, Bailey Harrison, whatever his name is. Bring him in. Let him – just give it to him. Let him have it. That kid is the best quarterback on that roster that I've seen play. I've only watched him one time. So, uh, that should tell you a lot as to how bad Garantanamo, whatever his name is, Guantanamo, whatever. John, Arkansas – Sam Pittman is the coach of the year in, in the nation right now. No questions asked. Um, what he's done with this football team, what these two coordinators have done, 
uh, with these players is nothing less than just uh, absolutely amazing, in my opinion. Down 13 nothing going into halftime and come back and win 24-13, uh, that, is, that is some fight. That is some quit. That's some grit. Uh, John, what did you think of this Arkansas team last night? Well, I said the best part of the second half. First of all, you know, he's the leader on and off the field. He's been working on almost feel like every day since last days, like Kevin talked about last week with this. But, uh, you know, what I like about the Arkansas defense in the second half, they put more pressure and more people in the box at times. Like they did, like previous teams have done against Memphis, for example. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, they played like six or seven people in, in there and basically attacked the running game pretty well in the second half as well. And they put more pressure on Tennessee's quarterbacks, it seems. They had a little more sacks though, in the second half as well. Yeah. Because, you know, you talked about the quarterback play, Tennessee, but the backups struggled all you targets all. But I don't know if that was due to 17,000 people in Fayetteville, but, you know, that's a different story. But, uh, <laughs> But I just want you know, credit very hard when they applied the coach of the year right now in the SEC. Oh, I think Sam Pittman's coach of the year of the nation. I, I, I don't think I don't think there's any maybe maybe Hugh Freeze, but we kind of saw the beginning part of that last season. If you look at what Sam Pittman did walking in. <laughs> My my wife's pointing at the sign back here. Uh, if you if, if you look at Sam Pittman, John, and what he did with this program, John, as a fan, as a fan who has followed this team, Chad Morris completely, utterly destroyed that football program. And I'm not I, I'm I'm not trying to sound hateful when I say that. It was a freaking joke, John. It was atrocious. I'm telling you. John, it was worse than Larry Porter at at Memphis. Well, I think the players just did not respect him, to be honest with you. Oh, he lost the program the day he walked in. He lost the program when North Texas did a fake punt return. No, no. the program (laughs) Chad Morris had lost that program before they got beat by North Texas, John. I promise you that. John, every Friday night before their game, he was in Texas watching his son's high school game. Taking the school's personal jet to go fly to Texas every Friday night. Wow. And you want to tell me, you, yeah, hammer down left lane. Hell, you're in the right lane, Chad. You ain't even in the left lane. You ain't even there. You're not even on the highway. You're in the air going to watch your boy play high school ball. He wants to tell everybody, oh, we got the savior. Coming in, my boy. That kid wasn't even that good. He was not even that good, John. I'm telling you, Sam Pittman walked in and he won this football. First off, he won the fan base over. That's important. Very important. Especially living in Arkansas. Now I really understand. They love their hogs, buddy. And when they're not doing good, there's – there's been some rough days at my job because Arkansas got their ass kicked last year. I mean, seriously. I mean, there was some mad people. But if you look at Sam Pittman, man, Kendall Browse, one of the best hires around the country. Uh, but I go right back to it, man. Barry Odom and this defense, uh, he makes adjustments. Uh, he, he ain't scared. He'll tell you, hey, 
this is what I'm doing. I'm changing. I'm making this adjustment. And he still stops them. On TV last night, they said, Barry Odom coming out of halftime said, this is the adjustment I'm going to make. You mean, you know, I, I mean, Barry Odom is a hell of a football coach, John. Uh, looking at Arkansas now, three and three, um, I picked them to beat LSU in my preseason pick them, John. I still feel pretty good about that pick right now. What about you, Terry? You know what? I think Arkansas has shocked the nation because how many wins they have last year in the SEC? None. Zero. Zero. <laughs> and now they've got three wins. Yeah. And then and then Pruitt getting an extension, which he shouldn't have got last year. Arkansas, not only are they winning games, but they're playing hard. And then and once they start playing hard, they're going to start getting more kids out of Texas to build the program up and get that depth in there. Because right now, they're good enough to beat the military teams. You keep peeling that program up, then they can compete with the Georgias and Floridas. It might take a while for the Peter against the Alabamas, you know, but they gonna, I believe they're going to get LSU this year because LSU, I think they pretty much quit this year. They, they still on celebration mode for the <laughs> national championship, man. I think they're done. Yeah, they're still counting that money that Odell Beckham was handing out <laughs> the championship last year is what they're doing. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, I think, uh, you know, of course, me being a Memphis fan, I wasn't very familiar with Arkansas and their history. Mm-hmm. But uh, talking to uh, guys like my boss at work who's been a Dollar Hog fan his whole life, you know, he said, if you go back and look at historically at Arkansas, they're good teams. They're talented teams. They had kids out of Texas. They had studs out of Texas. Um that really boosted that roster. Chad Morris was recruiting out of Texas. Obviously, his boy was there. But um, I I think if you look at Pittman and Kendall Browse and even Barry Odom, all three of those men know how to recruit not only in the South, but on a national level to get what they need for that to fit their style of play. Mm -hmm. Um, John, would you call – I would consider that loss – last night to Tennessee or to Arkansas as a bad or a embarrassing loss for Jeremy Pruitt in Tennessee. Would you agree with that statement, John? Absolutely. No. Is this a, no? Is that what you said? I said no. I said absolutely. It's the first year coaching staff or coaching, you know, in the same degree to with one – like Arkansas has got completely new coaches. Yeah. Essentially, you know, I mean, I'm just trying to figure out why Tennessee fires their defense line coach four games in. Because Jeremy Pruitt had that's to chop my red flag. That's why. I mean, just to be honest with you, he had to chop ahead, so he said, "Okay, there you go. I let somebody go." That's what I think. Would you agree, Terry? You're absolutely right. And my thing is. He could have just hit that fire for one week and not fired the guy. And they still got to pay the guy $600,000. And they still didn't fix any issue that's going on with the team because if the problem with their team is their quarterback. And they still want to throw the ball. And they're really the, the, the heart of the offense is running the ball. So they should run the ball to set the pass up. But I don't know what he's doing up there. He, you know, you can't always yield the fan pressure and the alumni pressure. You just got to sometimes just suck it up because you're not going to fire me because I got the contract for six years. So he should have just sucked it up, and hopefully the defensive line coach, which wasn't a problem of the team, 
could have probably helped them be better as the year come on. Now they got coaches doing multiple positions because they're not going to hire a new coach in the middle of the year. Right. Exactly. John, do you have your tissues with you, man? <laughs> yeah. All right. Are, do you want to talk about the Notre Dame game first, or do you want to talk about Florida, Georgia? You let me know. It don't matter. Well, do you want to cry now or cry later? You want to cry now or cry, or cry, cry later, John? We can talk about, we, we, no, it's okay because we can talk about Jacksonville. <laughs> because, you know, I did. Hey, I picked, hey, I picked Georgia to win, but Florida to cover. And sure enough, they covered in one game. Touche, touche. All right, John. So you're up fourteen. Hey, hey, I tell you, hey, I tell you, I tell you how crazy it is though. On my ESPN pick them, I did pick Florida to win. That's just because you don't care about your ESPN pick them, John. That's obvious. No, I do care because it's about money too. <laughs> All right, John. So as a Georgia fan, your chest was probably out to about right here, probably somewhere around there. Uh, when y'all were up fourteen, nothing. Crap, the first play, nobody even sniffed the guy. Uh, I mean, he just went around the corner and was gone, literally. Uh, shades of D'Angelo Williams, to be honest. Um, <clears throat> and then Florida woke up from their nap, and they beat the crap out of Georgia yesterday. Um, Dan Mullen, the, the daggum Darth Gator himself, uh, got Florida over the hump of Georgia. And uh, I think if you're the nation – you need to look out because Florida is uh, playing some football right now. John, give me your – go ahead. Tell me how you feel, John. I, I feel know, okay. I feel okay. I know, I know y'all got quarterback. I know it's, it's, it's the quarterback, isn't it, John? I know. Well, like I thought yesterday, you know, was – first of all, I don't know how serious that injury is for that Georgia receiver. They got hurt after that touchdown to make it 14 nothing. But I uh, nasty. But uh, prayers to him as well, for, first of all, for that. But uh, I think the momentum went the farthest way after that because that's the key leader for Georgia's offense. But like we talked about in the pregame show with Posey and uh, Christian, Georgia's defense, you know, was, had a lot of question marks going into that game, and that game really showed because Alabama passed all over them. Now you got Florida with Trask, or at quarterback, passing all over them as well. John, do you think that was a uh, that was a dirty hit by the uh, by the Georgia player? I haven't really seen it. Can you explain it more in detail. You explain it in more detail. He knocked the kid's block off. Well, I didn't you see know the what? Video. That play changed the game because George was actually being really competitive during that game. After that hit, Florida just flipped the switch. That Florida team was not the same after that hit. Just get ready to say the same thing. That was a game-changing hit because it took Pitts out of the game. Mm -hmm. But it, at the same time, that was a game-changing hit because Florida said, okay, you want to take away Pitts? We'll show you how many daggum weapons we got. And that's when Kyle Pitts just started everywhere. I mean, golly. Kyle, I mean, that kid's impressive. And I, I, Trask was never a big uh, – I was never just overly abundance of excitement uh, over him. But, man, watching him yesterday against that Georgia defense, which is a good defense, and I understand they've got issues, but that Georgia defense is good. Let's not take anything away from them. 
Uh, but Florida, Florida sliced them up yesterday, John. John, uh, is is Kirby's not on the hot seat, is he, John? No. You don't think so? No. You don't think that that defensive coordinator might be on the hot seat? Landing? No. Where's your quarterback at? Uh, what was what? Well, Jamie Newman. Oh, that's right. He opted out. Uh, well, you got JT Daniels. Oh, yeah, that's right. JT Daniels is like a mystery quarterback. He's there, but he's not there because nobody's seen him. Well, is uh, he even 100% is my question. You got you got Bennett Spencer, whatever his first – the kid with two first names that's not good. And then the kid we said call, saw coming yesterday, uh, I, I can't even remember what his name was. Um, yeah, I'll look it up. Somebody's going to have to because nobody knows who he is. He's the fifth. My point is, John, he's the fifth quarterback on the roster. You're Georgia. I go back to the same thing with Tennessee. If you're Jeremy Pruitt, you can recruit Eric Gray to your school. You can recruit all these stud defensive players. Where's your quarterback at? I don't, I don't get it. Terry, do you agree? I agree. And I just looked at the schedule, man. You know who, you know who Florida plays next, right? Yeah, Arkansas. That's going to be a great game. That's going to be a really good game next That's going to be a really good game yeah. because no one's going to give Arkansas, you know, a chance, a snowball chance. But no. but the way they're playing, that's going to be a really good game, man. And after that, you, Arkansas, a after that. And I, I'll go ahead and call it now, uh, almost a little, a little less than a week out, Arkansas is going to give Florida all they want next week. I promise you. And they got a bye week to prepare for. I mean, yes. well, Florida has a bye week to prepare for Arkansas, and right. I don't think that's going to be enough. Yeah, no. But you also got to think, who's the quarterback of Arkansas? Felipe Franks. Where did he come from? Florida. He's going to want that. He's, that, he's going to have those guys majorly prepared for that game. And if you look at Sam Pittman, Sam, that whole coaching staff knows that. They have to know that. Uh, yeah, that's going to be – a very, very, very good game. Uh, I'm looking forward to it a lot. John, I'm getting off Georgia. I'm, I'm, I mean, you're talking about Mathis. You talk, you, you, you talking yeah. about, hey, hey, you talking about Mathis, the quarterback, by the way. That's his name. Yes, Mathis, Mathis, Mathis. Don't get me wrong. I, I, don't, I don't think he's a bad quarterback. But my, my point of that comment was um, where, uh, you know, there's been five quarterbacks that's played so far. I feel like I'm watching Arkansas again, John. I feel like well, I'm watching Arkansas again. You know, I just wish, was, I just, there. They, went, they went through like 12 quarterbacks. I just <laughs> wish, like you talked about, where is Daniels at? Is he not healthy or what's really going on? Yeah, and I, I got some questions for Terry about a couple of Memphis players uh, after this game right here. Uh, John, down goes Clemson. Down goes Clemson. They stormed the field in South Bend last night. I feel like no some kind of penalty or something <laughs> for that. But um, freaking go Irish. I, I was glad to see it, to be honest with you. Um, I think I think Notre Dame is a sneaky, really good football team, John. Mm-hmm. What do you think, man? Well, the running game and their quarterback played kind of proved it yesterday. Yeah. yeah. Ian Book played his ass off last night for uh, Notre Dame. And I was I was glad to see uh, to to see Notre Dame finally win the big game. You know, if we if we look at them in years past, Alabama and Manti, Manti Teo and his beautiful girlfriend that he had 
Um, but um, <laughs> Max Ontario and Notre Dame, you know, Alabama, and they, they just decimated them. I mean, every big game Notre Dame's played, in my opinion, the last few years, uh, they have not stepped up to the plate. They have not showed up to the field. But last night, that all changed. And I feel bad. I don't know who for who Clemson plays next, but I'm sorry because Dabo Sweeney's going to have them boys ready. He's going to put 70 on y'all ass. I don't know who y'all play next. But, yeah, look out because Clemson's going to put a lot of points on you. Uh, let's see. Who, do, who does Clemson play next? Oh, 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 Mike, 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 Mike. They play Mike Norvell in two weeks. <laughs> oh, Mike, 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 I'm sorry, buddy. Oh, shit. Oh, gosh. Uh, John, do you think Notre Dame has, has a chance yeah. to win the national championship this year? Well, we're going to talk about – I was going to give you my top four after the show – before the show ends, but go ahead. Uh, uh, so, my number one right now is Alabama. My number two is Ohio State. Three, Notre Dame. I'm going to give some A American love and put Cincinnati at four. <laughs> you're putting you're, – so, you're telling me Cincinnati is the fourth best team in the country? Not saying that. I'm just, I'm just giving them some love. You must have you must have had you a good drink this morning, John. Um, Cincinnati's not the number four team in the country, but a, a monster. Yeah, that monster's strong. Uh, I, think, <laughs> I think that Notre Dame. This is my opinion. I think that Notre Dame has a chance to win the national championship this year. If if you can beat Clemson one more time, the difference is going to be Trevor Lawrence is probably going to be on the field the second time. That's and the a difference. Neutral field. And a neutral exactly. Field. And a neutral field in Charlotte. If you can do that, you can win the national championship. You can beat Alabama. You can beat Ohio State. Ohio State's really good. Oh, Alabama's really good. But guess what? Clemson's really good. They've won 36 straight for a reason um, up until last night. Uh, Terry, do you think there'll be any type of uh, – penalty or uh, anything like that thrown at Notre Dame for storming the field during this COVID era? Man, just like a couple penalties and, and, and review call they got last night. That didn't even, that, there's no video evidence that they've stormed the field. <laughs> Nothing would happen. <laughs> no, man, that's just kids being kids, even though they should not have done that. And, you know, it looked good on TV, but they should not have done that in, in this situation. But, I, I understand. It's just like when when Jason went went on the field with the Dodgers. I don't agree with it, but I understand. Well, I mean, and, and like I told my wife last night, if I'm Notre Dame and I, and I'm a diehard Notre Dame fan, and we just beat a team that's won 36 in a row, yeah, I'm masking up and I'm getting my ass on that field. Yeah, I'm <laughs> storm it. I mean, you know what I mean? I mean, yes. I mean, come on now. We storm them when we beat Tennessee. Uh, that's that's not a team that's been it's one thirty six in a row, mm -hmm. but yes, I completely understand it. Uh, I I don't know that the NCA will do anything. Uh, I, there, we're it's pretty obvious the NCA is pretty picky about who they want to go after and who they don't. Uh, AKA Will Wade at LSU, uh, Bill Self at Kansas. Shall I keep naming names? 
Um, I'm hoping Penny's not on that list because of us playing Wiseman, but I think we'll get something done to us. Uh, but we'll get to that in a second. Uh, John, who is your most surprising team from this week now that the games are over? And who was uh, the disappointing on. team? Hang on one second. I knew you were after that. Hang on. He, I'm going to take you first. That's my <laughs> question every week, John. You know I always ask you disappointing. I know, but impressive. it's not – where do you, where do you, it's not the end of the week yet, though. Yeah, it is, John. All the games yeah. have been played this week. All games have been played in college football. <laughs> yeah. Not yeah, pro football, but college yeah, football. Yeah, not pro, John, but college-wise, it's done. It's Sunday morning. Uh, Terry, give me your – Liberty impression. is the most surprising team because yeah. I expected them to play tough against Tech, but I thought Tech would lose. That's my most surprising team. My most disappointing team, I would give it to Georgia because I thought they would be a much better game. That game, I thought, would be much closer than that. So, Georgia has been my most disappointing team. Liberty being my most surprising team. John, you got yours figured out? <laughs> yeah, I'm almost there. But, uh, <laughs> almost first of all, there. let me give kudos to – well, let me give kudos to Northern Alabama also competing pretty well with Southern Miss. You know, in the first half as well in that game. John, you just gave kudos to Northern Alabama. I asked your most impressive. Hey. So, Northern Alabama is your most impressive team. No, I'm getting there. Hang on a second. Oh, okay. Okay. So, it's a so it's a slow build. Uh, okay, there you go. Isn't Southern Miss on their third coach for this year? Didn't two yes. coaches leave this year? <laughs> yes. They're on their third one. And they still be Northern yeah. Alabama. How bad is Northern Alabama going to be? <laughs> They, they they only beat them by eleven, Terry. It's not like they blew them out. <laughs> yeah, my my most disappointing team was South Carolina. Yeah, yeah. I thought South Carolina could basically put a little bit more fight in the Texas A and M on offense a little bit, but I am not surprised by Will Muschamp and well, not surprised by Will Muschamp and the Mike Bobo offense play calls. Yeah, Mike Bobo, I, he's been questionable everywhere he's been. All right, give me your most uh, impressive. Hawaii, like we talked about yesterday. <laughs> you love Hawaii, man. You do. You just you got a thing for Todd Graham in Hawaii. Uh, hey, you gotta I, give him a lot of credit. You know, he's a new coach, and you know, it's a good it's a good win for them. It really it is. is very, it is a very very good win for them. And don't get me wrong, I like Todd Graham a lot. Uh, from his Tulsa days, Arizona State, uh, Pitt. You know, where he's been everywhere. Uh, my most impressive yesterday, John, is the Maryland Terrapins. Uh, Penn State has some players optioned out, though. I, I I think if you look at Maryland, um, hold on, John. Yeah, feed the turtle. Bree said, "That's my wife, by the way." Bree commented and said, "Most impressive: Arkansas against Tennessee and Notre Dame against Clemson. Least impressive: Mississippi State against Vanderbilt. Bar- barely got that win. It's a very good point. Uh, Mississippi State. I I don't know, man." Uh, those jerseys too many issues like Tennessee right now. Those jerseys they had on were almost the last time Vanderbilt beat them is when they wore those jerseys. So it was almost a really bad night for Mike Leach and Mississippi State down in Stark Vegas. Um, I think if you look at Maryland, uh, they are that that is just that's an impressive win by them. Um, you know, to beat Penn State like they did in the fashion they did uh, to hold Penn State to 19 points 
Um, and 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 I and I understand Penn State is down. They're zero and three for the first time since uh, two thousand one, uh, which I find just very surprising. Um, my most impressive team, or I'm sorry, John, my most disappointing team, the Mich- the Michigan Wolverines. I don't know what Jim Harbaugh is doing right now, but John. I don't know what Jim Harbaugh is doing right now, um, but it's not good, and it's probably going to cost him his job in 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 Ann Arbor by the end of the season. Uh, I don't see Jim Harbaugh making it through the end of the year. I do see a guy like a Luke Fickle becoming the next Michigan head coach, possibly Texas head coach. I don't think Tom Herman will make it through the end of the year either. Um, Terry, do you agree with those two uh, statements there? Yeah, man. I'm not a Herman fan either, man. And I agree with you, man. Some of those guys, man, Michigan just laid egg. I love I love Harbaugh. I really love him. Yeah, I do too. Don't get me wrong. I love Jim Harbaugh. I love it. And my thing is, I look at Michigan State, I said, maybe they had a bad game and then they come out and get blown out again. You got to get your team ready for Michigan State. Michigan State, Ohio State, no, you, you, everyone's, when you're a Michigan, you're everyone else's Super Bowl. I don't care how good you are or how bad you are. You got to have your team ready for a rival. And as much as I love him, man, I think he's just not built for the college anymore. Hey, John. Yeah. Bree said it. And she, she's, my wife is watching our live. She said, it looks like you're riding in, in a horse pulled car <laughs> down a dirt road. <laughs> All you see is the light behind you, and it just looks like it's done. <laughs> Terry's laughing his ass off. That's funny as hell. Um, <laughs> see if I ever play. Do what, John? See if I ever play Arkansas again. <laughs> John said, see if I ever play Arkansas again. All right, she ain't laughing no more, John. I almost did something. <laughs> um, I almost hey. came on screen. <laughs> Hey, uh, just just to give a little our fans a little quick uh, uh, answer here, what was the over under on you finding where you where you parked yesterday? Hey, one second, tell her to bring it like she gave me people's eyebrow yesterday. Just bring it. <laughs> How long did it take you, buddy, to find the car? Two minutes. Two minutes, Two minutes John. I don't believe that, John. I don't believe it. Are we playing BS? Yeah, 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 exactly. Are we playing truth or dare BS? What are we playing here? But no, I okay. mean, I, I just, just, just back to college football real quick. Uh, but yeah, back to Michigan. I completely agree. Five minute walk, tops. Okay, that's not bad. Uh, back to Michigan, guys. Um, Jim Harbaugh. I, I like Jim Harbaugh. I've liked him everywhere he's been, both pro and college. Um, I like his energy that he brings. I like his passion uh, for the game. Um, I also like that he has evolved. You know, when he first got to Michigan, it was, oh, I'm bringing two tight end sets and we're running the ball and we're, you know, it's back to old school Michigan pound and ground football. And then you bring in Shea Patterson and you can't do that anymore. So you have to evolve your offense. Um, I don't think he'll make it out of Michigan. I think if you look at uh, the landscape of college football this year, he's going to be probably one of the first ones to go, I think. Um, who else would you say is on, a, on, on, on the hot seat right now? Or whose seat's getting a little warm, Terry? 
You know what? In this COVID situation, you know, it's kind of hard to fire people. You know, I said at the beginning of the season, because if you notice, you, you know, the offensive is really taking off both in the college and pros and the defenses across the nation has just been tremendous, you know, just crazy. And another thing too is with, with these universities cash strap, I don't think they're going and going to let anybody go in there. And, you know, Harbaugh has another year left and now they don't want to pay out any extra money if they don't have to. So I think they might stick it out this year. A lot of coaches that would have got fired and they may give them another year just to save that money. And the only well, Utah State sure did fire their coach. I was getting ready to say Utah State sure got Gary Anderson out of there quick. Uh, I think he was on this last year of his contract too. Oh, okay, okay. That makes a lot more sense to that move mm -hmm. then. Um, I think if 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 Ohio State just school drags Michigan like I think they will, um, I think I think it'll be it for him. Uh, you've got to be competitive against Ohio State, Ohio State. You've got to beat Michigan State, period. Um, you you can't uh, you can't you can't get beat. <laughs> John Bree just commented on the post. Been through a desert on a horse with no name. <laughs> All right, John. Um, <laughs> she's giving you heck, man. It, it, it does look like there's dust just flying up all behind you. That's so funny. Um, it's sunny outside. It is very sunny. John, give me uh, give me a coach or coaches that are on the hot seat right now. I really don't have one, to be honest with you, because it's been a crazy year in general. Yeah. yeah. Well, John. Just being, just being honest, sorry. No, 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 no. That That's fine, John. I asked you a question. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, I'll do some John, research for that question. If you, uh, if you look at this Memphis football team, of course, we don't know who we're playing next. Uh, do you see us making the American Athletic Championship game? Thanks for that, by the way. You're welcome. It's too early to answer that for me. Too I mean, my, my heart, my, I mean, my heart does, yes. Yeah. Just because, of course, I'm a Memphis fan. I want us to play in the championship game again. But uh, the good thing is, you know, Navy's been down, like we talked about, you know, with COVID issues. Um, their defense is still questionable. And it really just all depends on if our offense really shows up against them. And don't take Navy lightly at all. Because um, uh, so we got – then we got Tulane at Tulane now on a Saturday instead of a Friday. And Tulane is getting back on a winning track. You know, they won yesterday pretty handily over East Carolina. That's still a tough game to play at at the end of the road. Hopefully it's not raining during that game as well. Probably will be. Look what happened in rain last time we played them. Uh, and um, Houston's at home. So that's the most important thing. You know, Houston's at home. And hopefully we'll – either way, it's a good crowd in that game as well. Yeah. Uh, Terry, let me ask you two questions just real quick before we get off here. Um, and and I don't, there's been some speculation that uh, Markavian Quinn at the University of Memphis has have some um, has some warrants out for his arrest. Can you, can you shed a little light on that situation, or is that false information? See that part, I have not seen anything with that. But you know, he did go in the transfer portal, and he is not on the team anymore. You know. I hadn't seen any warrants, you know, but people always speculate. 
you know, he came out on Twitter and said, look, I don't have any warrants or arrests out on me, you know, so, you know, but I hadn't seen any report, you know, unless you can produce a report and right. post it, you know, because speculation is always going to be out there, but, but he's not a part of the football team anymore and he has entered the transfer portal. Um, I know the last time we talked, we, we talked a little bit about uh, uh, Colin Granberry. Uh, mm -hmm. Were you able to get any more information on him at all? Yeah, my back story is that is he's just hurt, and, you know, and they won't they won't say what his injury is, and so basically he's hurt, but they won't say what it is. Right. Okay. Okay. So it could be a nagging quad or some right, or a poor hamstring or a knee right. that they don't want to tell you about because yeah. they don't tell you if someone's out for the year unless they just you see them on sideline and crutches. Yeah, I got you. I got you. Mm -hmm. uh, John. Thanks for another good show, buddy. Terry, man, thanks again for being on the show. Uh, it's always a pleasure to get your insight uh, into both Tiger football and, and also sports in general. Uh, looking forward to having you back on uh, coming up again, uh, hopefully in the next few weeks. Okay. Um, thank you a lot for being on the show. John, be careful going to uh, Chris's uh, re reveal party that you're going to today. Um, and uh, tell tell your brother that I'm damn proud of him and I love him a lot, man. I sure will. And uh, Terry, real quick before you get off air, there's scheduling news real quick. Never basketball. Can you share with us what we got regarding that? Because I don't see this South Dakota tournament happening now because all these players or cities or states, I mean, you know, I get that 14 day quarantine mm -hmm. now, like Ohio, for example. And there's talk that Wichita State might even drop out because the state of Kansas now is at 14 day and day quarantine as well. And day, yeah. I yeah. think I think what might happen is you know because this is a I think this is an ESPN tournament. They might find another location because it's like a 58 percent positivity rate in, in Dakota and also the quarantine rates. So they might switch that tournament down to Florida or something like that. So I, the tournament I think will happen, but it might not happen in South Dakota. Uh, Ole Miss, oh, Miss is done uh, the 5th of December. Uh, so, Tiger, so I wonder like, if Ole Miss, how many fans they're going to allow in their arena as well. Ole Miss only has a 12,000. Uh, they're a really small arena, so they may be like 1,500 allowed in there for that game. If that Are they happens. still in that little bitty tad pad thing? No, no, no. no. They moved across the street to a, a nice – it's really nice. You I put, put it this way. You enjoy. It's very plush and it's very nice. It's not the tad pad anymore. It's nice. I was gonna it say in about three years ago. That tad pad thing was god awful. I mean, <laughs> the only good thing about the tad pad is they had the bathrooms with the troughs. So you yeah. Line up or whatever. But yeah. Yeah. It was. Uh, that was man. Because we used to tailgate right there by the tad pad uh, whenever we go to Ole Miss football games. And uh, the new arena has like a Johnny Rockets. Really. Yeah. It still ain't worth going to Oxford for. Um, just uh, yes, it is. <laughs> just to uh, just to touch on Tiger basketball before we close this thing out today, uh, Terry, give me your uh, give me your prediction for the Tiger basketball team this year uh, as a whole. And I and I know that's a lot to ask because no. God only knows what's gonna happen. There's not a, there's not COVID going on, Terry. So you know you you this should be an easy answer. Um, second weekend of the tournament as the floor. 
not the ceiling, but the second weekend in the tournament is the ceiling. Even if we don't get, even if the Tigers don't get DeAndre Williams eligible, if they get him eligible and everyone stays healthy the whole year, I can predict a Final Four trip to Atlanta. Wow. That's how good this team could be. Because yeah. defensively, they're going to be okay. They got a year of maturity up under them. A lot of the teaching and training Penny had to do for those guys who didn't want to buy in, not all those guys bought in. And I think that the team will be very, very good. That's how come I was so forward, looking forward to the Ohio State because that would have gave them that sweet, that, that, that NCAA type field type game. Well, uh, Terry, thank you very much for being on the show once again, man. Uh, John, always a good time, buddy. Uh, to all the Facebook fans, thank you very much for all your support that you've given John and I uh, on this show. Uh, we're working our tail off week in, week out. You can ask Terry. We text him, ask him all the time to be on the show. Um, but, yeah, guys, thank you very much, and uh, have a great Sunday. I appreciate it. Thank you for the, in the invite. Thanks, Terry. All right, John, you want to uh, – hang on. Let me stop.